Oh, finally live after 45 minutes, excuse me, 45 minutes of delays. This is the New York Fellas podcast, episode four, and I've gotten exceptional feedback from people very close to me. And we haven't really done any introductions of who we are and why we're doing this. So I wanted to start off by giving a little background into how this got started, which there really isn't much. But um, like I said, New York Fellows Podcast, uh, my name is Mike. I am the founder and CEO of the New York Fellows. And we're just uh, got a group of guys together to talk New York sports. I think that was the, the, the original idea, which is to talk about sports. People get bored with all the other sports talk out there, and we wanted to, to bring something to the table that was uh, real and try to be as honest as we can. So we have myself, Mike. We have my younger brother, Matthew, who we call Marty. We have Marty's friend, Eric, they met in college. And then we have a family friend of ours. His name is Matt. Um, so you will hear us interacting with each other. We introduce ourselves. Marty, if you would like to introduce yourself, please go ahead. I mean, he did already. What do you mean? What's left? I mean, yeah, it was crazy. We're going to introduce ourselves and then Mike just t- talks about himself. No, I mean, I- I'd like to give my take why I'm on the show. Okay, tell everyone I'm on who show you are. Because, yeah. well, I'd like to know who you are, too. I'd lo- I'm on this show because I would love to document all of our arguments. So I can look at look back at it in thirty years, and I think uh, there might be a couple of people along the way that I like to listen to. Good. So you want to listen to us in thirty years? I like that. Eric, why don't you give us a little spiel about who you are? My name is Eric Ruder, um, Long Island native. I met Matt when I went to college at University of Albany, and I've been a diehard Wait. New York. <laughs> what do you say? UA. 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 I've been a, a diehard New York sports way. fan for as long as I could remember. So nothing I love more than talking sports. So that's why I'm here. Great. And Matt St. John, does anyone care to hear about who you are? Yeah. See. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm Matt St. John. I guess I'm a family friend of these two bozos, which I don't really know why, because they both pissed me off more than anyone in my entire life. And I just want everyone to know that both of their takes are complete nonsense. And I want to document it. So when we ever bring this to an audience that the audience can agree that both of these guys are nimrods and their opinions are complete garbage and I can just have it on record. Okay. See how That's angry fantastic. he is. That was good stuff. I appreciate your honesty and um, he's angry and why you're here. I did get some, I also got some feedback from someone that Maddie, you move around a lot. So I know if you could I'm still not for maybe 30, 45 minutes. I think that would be good. Well, so we got that out of the way. He had the tantrum earlier, so that's how he has to. Yeah, he was a little it. upset. As, as, I, as, I say, as I say, Maddie moves around too much, he gets up from his seat. <laughs> <laughs> I was turning my headphones up. Wow, that was on cue. You're an idiot. This is out of control. But anyway, you know what else was out of control? Madison Square Garden. MSG. How about that? Yep. I mean, the Knicks came, came in. Tied one to one, and they they took care of business in Cleveland. Right, you had to steal game one, one of those games, one or two. They got blown out in game two, and they came back to MSG. and And one of the questions is, how are the Knicks going to respond 
And I think they responded very well. I mean, beyond well. They they won, uh, what was it, game three? I can't remember the score. What was the final score? 99-79. Yeah, three. it was a terrible, terrible, awful shooting performance from both teams. But they won. They beat them by 20 points. I think that was the largest um, largest margin of victory in the playoffs. I don't think the Cavs have lost by 20 points all season. Um, and 79 points, least, least in the NBA this year. Yeah. I mean, they came in, the MSG was, was crazy. It was a Friday night, eight 30, you know, people had a, a little bit of extra time to, to get lubed up for the, for the game, whether they were out or drinking at Madison square garden, whatever. But yeah, they took care of business in game two, but as of today, um, and we'll dive into some of the keys to both of those games because I think some of the keys for both of those games were the same were the same people. Um, and then today in game, what was it game four? Mm-hmm. Um, they won uh, by a pretty large margin again. And some of the you know they have a three three to one series lead now. Um, and in both of those games, the person who stood out to me was obviously R.J. Barrett. I mean especially today he had what 26 points um he was he was driving he was he hit some three i think he had four threes in in game three i mean he shot well he finished well um and the crowd was was loving him they were chanting you know his name after he had pretty much a a terrible season and uh all can be forgiven in in the playoffs what do you guys what do you guys think of rj barrett came out strong I think it's what we said. I think it's what we said last week. He's not. If he can be a, a spot up shooter, a three and D guy, then he could be what we drafted him to be. But until that part, he's just got to attack the the basket like we saw the past two games. Yeah, I was listening to. Uh, I think it was Stan Van Gundy talking about how like he drives to the whole well with his left hand, and and they, you know, if you take that away from him, he doesn't really have anything else right now. But. You know, as a pro, you kind of you know what they're going to do defensively against you, and you just got to create opportunities for yourself. And I think he did that very well. I mean, you know, Jalen Brunson was also terrific in in both games. I think he had twenty one in game three, and then twenty nine uh, today. And uh, yeah, I mean, he hit some big threes down the stretch. The Cavs did make it a game today. They took the lead. I think they had a three point lead at some point in the third quarter. They definitely won the third quarter, but. Um, the Knicks came in, and, and I thought the turning point in today's game was honestly when Hartenstein came in and uh, started making some some big plays, and uh, he had some good defensive plays and a couple of big, I think they were offensive rebounds or defensive rebounds, I can't remember, but he was a, a little bit of a spark there. And uh, and they got contributions from everybody. I mean, Randall got benched pretty much, right, because Randall was out of control, too many turnovers. And you had quickly, you had Toppin, uh, you had Hart, RJ, all those guys contributed, and the bench play for the Knicks definitely helped them win both those games because the bench play for the, the Cavs was not that good. Yeah, I I think you could say Hartenstein too, but um, I mean Robinson and the little lull that they had in the third quarter where the Cavs started to come back, Robinson almost felt like he was carrying them with the offensive putbacks when they needed it, which was which is big. But I mean, I know I know Matt's going to say that it was just just because of the poor shooting, but it's still impressive to hold what they score quick math, one one seventy two in the last two games in the Cavs. I mean, if you look a lot of it is the Cavs missing open shots to make a miss league, but I mean the defense was great the past two days, two games. 
Yeah, I don't disagree. The under hit too. I mean, the under that's a crazy. It was two oh five, and it was. I mean, it was below by like ten points, which is crazy even for an NBA game. I'll give you they did play. I mean, even just watching, it looks like they they did play good defense, but a lot of it, when you just look at it, it was still just open shots that were being missed. Yeah, it was very under. I wouldn't say now again. You're gonna well, all three. You're probably gonna get on me, but I don't think it was as much of a overwhelming performance by the Knicks as it was underwhelming by the Cavs. Dude, Donovan oh Mitchell God. did absolutely nothing. They literally they had no they generated no offense, and you could credit that to some of the defensive scheme. By yeah, the no, I would. Yeah, but, I but they were very underwhelming. True. They were very underwhelming. Like they didn't two things anything. can be true. At, two things can be true at once here. The the Cavs can be very underwhelming offensively, and Mitchell was underwhelming offensively. But like the the Knicks definitely were way better than them in both of those games. Game three was definitely – game three was ugly across the board in the first half. Game, the second half of game three, they obviously definitely dominated, but it was still ugly by both sides. I would say today was a more complete game, like, across the board for them to actually get over 100, and they were actually making more shots, and they were kind of generating more offense. The Cavs just looked really – I mean, they looked atrocious on uh, on Friday. Today was a little bit better, but, again, just no, no scoring. They couldn't make a shot. They don't even, yeah. like – Donovan Mitchell's supposed to make shots. He couldn't make it. Like, he had 11 no, points. No, he couldn't. No, he couldn't. He couldn't. And there was a few – he had a few offensive fouls that really kind of took any air out that he had or was trying to generate some momentum. But he had a few offensive fouls that kind of stopped that. But, I mean, like we said in game – after game one, like you can't just let one guy beat you. Like Mitchell had 38 the first game. And, you know, Garland stepped up in game two. And Garland even stepped up today for them and did pretty well. So, like, they're making other players beat them. And I think that's where you can credit their defense. They're not letting Mitchell, you know, get his his 25 or, or 30 points. So, I think if you take away Mitchell, it takes away a lot of the offensive firepower for that team. Another another thing how to note today uh, is – How do you Matt? think Toppin's played? He's played his role well. He's not a starter. He, he comes rebounds. in off the bench. He comes in. He hits threes. He makes some pretty athletic moves to the basket. Like he's a he's a good player. Is he a, a starter on another team? Maybe. Um, you know, I, I don't know. But this team, obviously, um, he's playing behind Randall. So, um, but yeah, he's playing his role very well. And I think that's what the Knicks do well. They all know their role on this team, mm-hmm. um, and that's why they're, so you win they're games. playing games. Well. That's so what makes them different. Matt. They're, they're gelling right now. And I'm not saying. I'm not going to be a Knicks fan. These guys are out in the middle of 7th Avenue after winning today's game, and you would think they won an NBA final. I'm not saying they're going to advance in this round because it's not over yet. So, you know, I'm not giving them anything. Yeah, it's, it's good to see. It's fun. But, you know, we can't act like we're going to the Eastern Conference Finals. And I'm sure I will listen to some sports talk radio tomorrow and hear calls about how, like, oh, they're going. They're going to win, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, yeah, they're playing really well, but we still have to win. I mean, another other thing. Yes, yeah, they do. But other thing to look at is, I don't know. The Bucks go down three one tomorrow. Might be time to start thinking that maybe we'll be the better team next series. I don't want to say that yet, but well, they definitely would, especially if the even if the Bucks can find a way out of that. Now they're going to have to claw their way back into that series. They're not healthy at all. They definitely have a realistic shot. And I honestly, if they can't get Giannis back, they were. I mean, they would look like shit like they're not gonna they're not gonna win that series if he doesn't come back so yeah and that's a favorable matchup if you get Miami 100 percent my thing is and this is and this kind of goes back to my whole you, you could kind of relate this somewhat to like the 
the Cowboys fans, right? Stephen A. always gets mad at the Cowboys fans. As a Knicks fan, don't you – isn't it almost somewhat embarrassing that you're on the streets and you won game three of the first round and we're celebrating like we won the NBA Finals? Now, I get it. There's a long history there in the TMSG, and you should be happy and everyone wants to celebrate. In my opinion, that's like if the Yankees celebrated win the ALDS last year. Like, dude, I, I, I mean, but know. they did, though. Like, up, we were – you're up we three were, one in the series. Congrats! But I mean, they did though. We you were should have, you should have seen you should have seen outside the Bronx in ALDS Game Five. We were there, Matt. Like I was yeah. out walking. Mike, they didn't celebrate like this. There's no way you can compare. Uh, I got it. I, mean, I got videos. I'll post it to the Instagram. Yeah, dude, they were all over the streets. They were. It's just. I think that's just what New York fans do in general. Like they're they take everything and make it extreme. It's all. But even if there was like, that. So even if there was that, right? So, yes, the Yankees haven't won a World Series in a long time, understood, right? And it's been too long, and we all want that. We want the greatness. The Yanks are relevant every year. They're in the playoffs. They're winning the DS. They're relevant every year. I mean, let's win a playoff series before we're, like, out on the streets chanting NBA Finals. Like, I don't know. I don't think they were – they weren't chanting NBA Finals. I think I heard chants Nixon 5, Nixon 5. There was uh, there was talk among they the chant was Nixon five but then they were interviewing people and they were talking about how the team's going to go the distance and but like I don't know it's just kind of nauseating to listen well, to but I'm not going to overanalyze what a bunch of drunk Knicks fans yeah, were are saying they really, yeah game. what what are you talking about right I'm not analyzing and I'm saying it's but that is the he's, that he's is right the though he's 100 he's 100 right I literally just brought it up like three minutes ago how they were out in the the streets chanting I mean they stopped traffic on Seventh Avenue in Manhattan like I mean that's crazy but whatever like they're excited you know there hasn't been this good of a playoff basketball team in new york since well new york's buzzing in general because you got all three teams that are like whatever you got you got everything looking good right now so that probably has something to do with it too right because tomorrow you're gonna have the same thing right you got you got buzz because of the rangers tomorrow and the buzz is staying up there and i get it and like don't get me wrong like i think it's great when the knicks are good for the city i just i don't know dude you get that little bit of nauseam from just like, all right, you went up 3-1 in the series to a You couldn't feel that... it in your bones, bro? Like, you didn't feel it yesterday, dude? I got like, I literally got 60 high fives. Even in the middle of Manhattan when you told me I couldn't. Still got high fives. I mean, isn't it, isn't it crazy how, isn't it crazy how much of a, like outside, what'd you say? I got I, I got sixty high fives at like Yankee Stadium, and then I saw a couple of Ranger fans for when Knicks, they walked off. Go Knicks! High five! Anybody could do bumps. that. Everybody's high five, and if they win, I get it. That's fine. Like I'm not talking. That's basic celebration. They want to walk off. The game. whole city. It was happening in Manhattan. Was my point? Yeah. Someone said go Yanks because we had a Yankee no, jersey. Nope. Like, I yeah, said multiple right. go Rangers. Go Knicks. Which you should. City. You get the same thing in Boston. If you you get the same thing everywhere in every city. Listen, fans I, are going to be excited. It's right, the fans are going to be excited. Like you know, it's the it's also the age of like we see everything. Right, it's all over Twitter, Instagram. Like you see it all the time. So I'm right. sure it happened before the days of social media just as much. And we just were the victims yeah, of um, victims of the moment. Right. So like we see everything instantaneously. Eric, what was your point uh, before Maddie? I was just going to say. I was just going to say the other thing that I find so comical is. I mean, I was I was in the city this weekend. I wasn't in Brooklyn. But the fact that the Brooklyn Nets had a home game yesterday for the playoffs is just so funny because you'd have Dude, no idea. You wouldn't even have known. Not a no. not a peep. Not no. a peep. That's crazy. You're right. Yeah. I mean, they like you didn't see play. one. I didn't see one Nets shirt. I was in the city the whole day. Didn't see one Nets shirt. One Nets jersey. Um, and they had a home game at one o'clock, game four of the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, and we all. I think 
I think I said they were going to get swept by the, the Sixers, and and sure, sure yeah, enough, they were. They I mean, that was just ugly. They can't even couldn't even compete without Embiid. But yeah, yeah it was, it was terrible. Crazy. But um, you know, back to the Knicks. What did you guys think of Randall being benched today? I mean, I thought it was. I, mean, uh, I don't know. You can't like. I think he had like six points. I mean, he had a huge block against Mitchell in the third when they were kind of making that little run. Um, but he sat, I think, the, a majority of the second half. And earlier in the first half, some of his shot selection was so bad. I just like, you know, you can't tell if he's going to drive to the hole. He pulls up for three. It's it's not even close. And I think he just had a couple turnovers. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't, yeah, you can bench him and maybe it's just going to try to get him back mentally prepared for, for the next game but as the game shifts to uh, Cleveland. But what'd you, Eric, what do you think of his uh, Tibbs uh, benching him? Uh, I mean, he's clearly limited, so I wouldn't, re- I wouldn't put too much weight on it. Um, yeah, his ankle's still, his an- ankle's still bothering Tibbs at it in post game. I don't know if that was just to keep his morale up or save him from the media or what, but I mean, definitely not hundred percent. So, I mean, if we could win, in, if we could hopefully win Game Five, give another week before playing the Bucks or the Heat, that would probably be be good for his health, good for the team. So that's hopefully what's going to happen. Yeah. So uh, series goes back to Cleveland. Uh, they play Wednesday, and uh, I don't understand the NBA schedule. Right? It's two two, and then they go one a million days one, on one one one. Now it has nothing. Well, now it doesn't necessarily even have anything to do with that. It's all about TV, and because. The, NF, the NBA and the NHL playoffs are going at the same time. It's all about TV. So it's TV rights, and it's who's playing home when. So, like, the Lakers, the Los Angeles has had a shit show right now with trying to host their games. I don't know if you saw that. I think I sent it to the the Instagram, the fellas' Instagram thing, about what they had to do over, like, the past seven days for all these games they have. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's I mean, more so what it is with the rest oh. days and stuff. Yeah. Well, Clippers aren't there anymore, are they? No, they're still there. The Clippers oh, and Lakers they? played in the same arena three and a half wow. hours apart. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, yeah, the Clippers are getting their own arena, though, so that should go away eventually. Is there oh. anything else besides Boston, New York, and L.A. that have that have multiple teams in the same arena playing right now? Sure, I think, I think, so. three, right? I think I'd, have to, I'd have to look and see who it is. There might be a handful, but, yeah, that L, dude, L.A.'s was crazy because you have the Kings. Like the Flyers aren't, the Flyers aren't in. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. Did you guys yeah, see the I, video by the Rangers? Did you guys see the video by the Rangers of of all the uh the stuff? I mean, you probably saw it in person, but the video they posted was pretty cool of all the the Rangers and Knicks playoff stuff up. No, I don't. um, I don't know if I saw it. Send it to the send it to the chat. Yeah, I will. It's it was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, like like we I think we mentioned a few minutes ago back to like, you know, MSG and and what's going on this weekend was crazy. I mean, they had you had Knicks. Cavs Friday night at eight thirty. You had Saturday. You had um, Rangers Devils, which the Rangers did lose two to one in that series. It's not uh, two games to one in the Rangers' favor. And then you had today the Knicks at one o'clock. Um, the week the the city. I was over by MSG Friday evening outside and just walking around, and they had a ton of stuff going on. The place was buzzing, and the Rangers, same thing. Um, but yeah, the weekend was good. I mean, the Rangers. Excuse me. The the Knicks did what they had to do at home. Uh, the 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 series goes back to Cleveland, and I'm, I'm you know, the keys to that game. I think I don't know. It's going to be tough to win um, on the road. I know they already did it, but 
coming off two wins. The Cavs might come out ready to go. Like Mitchell's definitely, I think, going to have a big offensive game because he's kind of been like quiet the last two. Um, but the keys for the Knicks, in my opinion, we'll go around and you guys can tell me what you think. I think the keys continue to be Brunson, obviously, you know, has to play has to play well. And even when he doesn't play well, he still plays well, right? Game three, he had 21. He was, he was terrible in the first half. Um, but Brunson, if you can get a solid performance out of RJ like that again, then the Knicks will win game five. Um, but And then Randall needs to, you know, kind of fall back to, to his old self. And I think he will after he got benched or, you know, he was not feeling it because of his ankle. Um, and then obviously Hart, like you have to literally get the same thing you just did in these last two games with Brunson, RJ, Hart, and then you have to get the bench with Toppin quickly and those guys because quickly did not look good on the road at all. So th- those are my keys is you got to have good bench play and you have to um, out-rebound the- out them. Yeah, I agree. I also think um, – I mean, the defense is still good today without Grimes, but I'd like to see <laughs> Grimes back. And I don't know what his status is for game five, but having him back to guard Mitchell would be big. Yeah, totally agree. Um, what do you guys think, Matt and Marty? What are your What are your take? What are your keys to to the next trying to win Game Five? Uh, like we said before, everybody's got to play their role um, quickly. If he can show up on the road, yeah, that would be huge. I think Randall. I honestly believe that his ankle might have been bothering him as well, so. Him not playing well coupled with that makes sense to to bench him. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah. he was out yeah. of control. He did not look good the whole game game four. He didn't look good at all. He his shots were off. Like they weren't even close. I mean he didn't airball it, but like like they were just like you couldn't tell what he was gonna do. Was he gonna drive? Was he gonna was he gonna pull up for three? Um, turned it over in the paint a few times. Like it's just he didn't look good, and, and honestly, I don't think his ankle's bothering him, and I think that's just what they said to kind of just make it not a bigger deal than it what actually was. Right. Then I still I still agree with it. Hold the guys accountable. Yeah, yeah. The other thing, I, the other thing before we move on from the Knicks is I love the MSG crowd being into it, but I mean, how many times are we going to chant a guy's name at the free throw line than him to miss free throw because not focused? I feel like it's every game down the stretch we miss out on two or three points because we're RJ, RJ, and he's missed the free throw. Like, yeah, he did yeah, miss a few. Today. That's a good also, as a separate note, I understand we, we really like the defense chant, but, dude, they literally would be pulling the ball down off of a rebound, the Cavs, and immediately every possession. I, I mean, they kind of can overdo it, right, at a certain point. Like, it's not, I don't know. It's not really doing anything if you're doing it every single possession. Not even in big possessions. You're doing it in halfway through the second quarter. You're doing it the entire game. I've never heard any team that puts it on. As soon as the Cavs have pulled down a rebound and go the other way, the defense chant's already on, like the on the overhead speakers. Something weird. I don't know. I just I've never heard a team use it that much. But well, if you I love it. it. I, will, I love my I love my volume on full blast, watching every playoff home game, well, Matt, listening to that and just if, soaking in it. Yeah. If the if the opposing team gets the you're ball telling me TD Gardens doesn't do that. What are you supposed no. to do? Chant offense? No, you chant no, defense. Yeah. 
I just thought it was Go funny. Team. I'm not saying it was necessarily bad. I've just never heard that where I'm not talking about the crowd chanting defense. I'm talking about, you know how they do the that would be like as soon as they pull down the rebound and they turn to go the other way, they're not even on their other half of the court. And the chant was already fully going. Like Yeah, you're right. You know, you're right. They should be chanting offense. Not my not what I'm saying. Yeah, you're but, right. All right, they turn it on twenty four seven. All right, whatever. I'm trying to This ain't Boston. Yeah, did Boston? Yeah. When did they? Yeah, they won. They were they won today, so they're up three to one. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, man. we'll talk about yeah, that. Boston's three to one. No, I mean they're t- they're a good team, man. They're tough. They go from one head coach in Udoka. I don't know if I said that right. Um, yeah, Udoka. But they go from him to this other guy. Um, and he seems like a good coach. I mean, they're well, pretty well coached team. It looks like. I mean, they have two offensive studs and. Tatum and um, they have a lot of guys that can score when people are off, which is why what makes them good. Which is what got them to the finals last year, and then they just whatever he played stuff and they lost. Kind of just disappeared, right? Yeah. As um, far as the next, I don't. As far as the next, just to move on, I don't realistically the way it's looking right now. And I'll eat my take is they're they're going to win in six. I think it's going to be very hard for them to win game five because. Donovan Mitchell's going to be pissed off. He didn't do shit for two games in the Garden. I think they're going to go off. I think they'll beat him pretty handily. The only key to that game was if you can keep it close throughout the course of the game, don't let the big – obviously don't let him go on big spurts. All it's going to take is one big spurt. You're going to ignite that crowd. You're going to get him pissed off. Mitchell starts hitting some threes. They keep it close late. They have a chance. I don't think they're going to win game five, but I find it very hard to believe that the Cavs, the way they look right now, which is completely like garbage, they're going to win three games in a row. There's no way. Not how they're playing right now. and. To, and one of those have to be at MSG. I don't think that's going to happen. So I would yeah, probably if, think if, Nixon six. Yeah, if, yeah. I think that's a lot of the predictions were Nixon six or Nixon seven. But you'd obviously rather finish it at Madison Square Garden as opposed to have to go back to Cleveland and win in a game seven. So that would be that would be difficult. But yeah, I think it plays out. Game five, Cavs win, and then Knicks come home and, and uh, close it up at home. But yeah, it should be it should be interesting. And that happens on Wednesday. So by the time we speak next um it'll probably you know hopefully that series is over it would have to be right either way no no i think it's it's probably it's probably wednesday is it wednesday friday sunday yeah wednesday friday game seven would be on sunday so actually the whole series will be over regardless by the time we talk by the time we talk so we should know but hopefully by the time we talk on sunday it is next going to the second round um with that said um what do you guys think here's a good question um which pro sport offers the biggest uh, home advantage? We're talking about MSG and, and the Knicks playing at home. Like, what would you say? What, what you know, like professional sports team or like if you have home, home field, home court, whatever, in your mind, who do you think gives the best or which sport offers? Are you talking about, wait, team, team in a sport or the sport in general out of the four? Yeah, the, the sport in general. So like the Knicks playing at Madison Square Garden or like any home team in the NBA playing at their – at their, you know, home court, or is it the is it baseball? Right? Does that offer the, the greatest uh, at home advantage? I I I think I genuinely think, um, I genuinely I don't know I genuinely think it's um, basketball, and then I would probably put like maybe uh, baseball number two or maybe NHL number two. I wouldn't say NFL is. I don't give no. that like NFL definitely. You don't really be like oh we're playing home like. I don't know. It just doesn't really move the needle for me, but I think it's basketball 
and then either baseball or, or the NFL, or excuse me, baseball or hockey. So it depends on the – so the overall argument, I think it would be the NBA is 100% definitely number one in my opinion. Then you could kind of – I could swing either way between the NFL and the MLB for number two. The NHL is 100% dead last. Home ice means absolutely nothing in the NHL. I don't know. That's my personal opinion. You can see it in the playoffs every year. Home teams lose all the time. I, I think they said the overall – the percentage for playoffs from when they – like I don't know – the past from like 2016 to like 2019, it was like 52 to 48 percent for like home and away winners. Like it's, I don't know, I, home ice doesn't mean a lot. It's cool to be in the arena and like when the team scores and stuff, but as far as an actual advantage, I don't think it really gives anything. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I for some reason, I think Eric agrees with me. The NFL like doesn't really. I don't think. So, the home but the NFL, really you can make that argument. Advantage. So if you're talk, if you're talking about the NFL, like to go watch a Rams game. Yeah, dude, the Rams have zero home field advantage. It's literally like playing a road game. Might as well be like the, the, a, the NFC championship when they won the Super Bowl two years ago, that was a Niners home game like that. that So that doesn't offer home field advantage. But then if you go to like Arrowhead, I mean, I don't know. That's way, that's such a different, that's what I was thinking. It's such a different like... weighted difference. And I think you could argue the same for like the MLB. Like, yeah, the Orioles probably don't have a great home field advantage, but Dude, Yankee Stadium in the playoffs. The Yankees don't lose home playoff games, like except for when you get swept by the Astros. But otherwise, they don't lose. That previously, our, our record historically at home in the playoffs is phenomenal because it's Yankee Stadium, right? They don't lose games at home, so that's yeah, why you, I put them both in the middle. I don't really know. I just, I think yeah. no matter what, NBA's first, NHL's last. Eric, what do you think? Yeah, I think there's a clear few exceptions. Like I know they kept it close this year, but like the Dolphins between the weather and the stadium, we're never going to go up to Buffalo and win that playoff game this, this January, like, or like a team going into like a cold arrowhead, like the odds are obviously stacked against you, but I wouldn't say NFL would be my number one. It would probably have to be, I would probably agree with the NBA if I had to, if I had to pick one of the five major pro sports, but I mean, if you're talking college, the clear is college football. Oh my God. Yeah, I that, agree with that. That's what I thought. I was lumping that in. If you're yeah. adding college right. sports to the equation, it's co- it's college football a bajillion percent. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, so it's kind of all over, but yeah, I think you know baseball. Um, I don't know teams. I feel like team teams feed off the crowd's energy in baseball and basketball more so than they do in football. But college, yeah, it's a little bit it's a little bit different. But from the pro perspective, I think you know that's why I have baseball number two because. That crowd's going. You feel it. You, the, the, the players talk about it a lot. Like, you know, I don't really hear NFL players going like, man, the crowd was awesome tonight. Like, felt so good in here. Maybe in, like, Seattle, like, right, because they right, have be a crazy crowd. So, like, that's why I think I have the NFL, um, you know, at the bottom. And plus, the Super Bowl is always played, like, in a in a neutral site. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the other, pro, the other major sports are all played at, like, each other's, you know, respected home field so uh, yeah i just thought it was interesting because basketball i think we all agree is the clear cut number one in pro sports um because you can feed off that energy in the crowd it's a smaller confined space go ahead eric the uh i mean i know we're not much of a soccer podcast but i think if if not for us sports soccer is number soccer is number one (laughs) that's talking soccer if you're talking epl i probably have to yeah epl EPL you could could argue like yeah, you could definitely make that argument for sure. But, but not MLS if we're talking U.S. sports. No, absolutely not. <laughs> um, those fans over in the Premier League are nuts. Even in like other professional leagues over there, it's crazy. Um, so, you know, as we 
mentioned, the Yankees and their home field advantage. They lost their first series of the season uh, to the Blue Jays. They lost two games to one. And uh, the New York fellas, actually, all of us were there yesterday for the game and the only win in that series. We were all sitting separately. Um, <laughs> but they did win on a walk-off, so that's a high note. It was a, it was a, Old pod was there. That's <laughs> that's right. We're one and one and zero on a walk off with a me. with a Volpe home run. Yeah, it was it was a good, that was a good game and it was boring, you know, for the majority of the game. Not many hits. Um, it was quick. It was like it was two hours. boring, but I will say, like, well, thank God for it that was, pitch clock. I was no, it was quicker with the pitch clock. Lord. I was thanking Lord. Everybody was like, thank God. They it was this. a bad. It was a bad game in the beginning, but arguably. I mean, I listen, the pitch, it's, it's growing on me. It's growing on me because if you actually really try to look at it from major league baseball's perspective, which I hate Rob Manfred, I think he stinks and I think he's a coward. But if you look at it from their perspective, they were just trying to eliminate the dead time of these guys just like walking around and doing nothing. So like it's, it's action in the sense that they're actually doing what they're supposed to do and playing. It's not necessarily more balls are getting hit on the ground. They're making, and they are making more plays because of the shift elimination, but it's growing. By the I mean, time but... it took me to get to Eric from two oh five to two thirty, I missed the whole half inning. It was the Yankees, and it pro- it was probably like one, two, three, two pitches. But yeah, yeah, but that, quite, also, that, that yeah. inning was fast, right? So that whole game was fast because I sucked. But I mean, well, I thought it was, I thought it was one of my favorite regular season games that I've been to. Yeah, it was good for for a game in April, uh, the end of April, and the beginning of the season. But the Yankees now are thirteen and nine. They're tied with the Jays for third place. The Orioles are fourteen and seven, um, which is pretty impressive. But I don't expect that to last. Maybe, maybe it does. I, I don't know. But like, like I said, thirteen I and nine. I think the Orioles are good. They are. They are. They're they're a good team. They play pretty well last year's second half, and and they'll continue to improve hopefully. Because if they're good, it's it's it's. I think it's good for the game. Um, but we can all second half think. was better than our second half. Yep. Uh, I think we can all agree that bats were not good in this um, in this series here. Right? They scored one game in game one. They scored three in game two. And then they scored one in game three. And then the highlight for me in game three was they had 12 Ks. I mean, we went to a game last year in August where uh, Gosman, I, I think I said that right, pitched. Mm-hmm. And it didn't look like a Cy Young winner. And he had 11 Ks today. He's a good pitcher. Like, don't get me wrong. But, um, you know, they just – I don't know. Offensively, it's it's kind of concerning as to like, it's just like that same old stuff that we've always talked about, where it's like home run or bust. And like, you know, DJ had three hits. I mean, he's the only contact guy today. But um, yeah, I, the the offense. I mean, our batting also, averages really aren't the greatest. I sent a tweet out today. I said the Yankees' offense is uh is concerning, and I'm not. Again, it's April thirteen and nine. We're not hitting the panic button yet, but. You know they did they did rip off uh, a couple a huge first half last year right after kind of like a 500 start if you will so like we know it's possible um i think my keys to them getting back on track are judge is really not performing very well right now um which is kind of an understatement i think he's five for 35 with like 15 k's which is not good um and you know i know we are yeah, I know. I know. You're gonna. I'll give what? you your flowers. I'll give you your flowers what? here. What? Wait a minute. We he's not playing well. We're gonna call it how it is. Mike, he's not playing well. 
He's not playing well. We're just going to say it like it is. He's not playing well right now, which nobody is really besides probably Rizzo and TJ. I know. I'm making fun of you because you blow him. strikeouts. Well, either way, um, <clears throat> Clark pitched well enough to win today. I know that error. I think Volpe had an error that kind of led to that first um, home run, two-run home run or three-run home run today. Uh, but Clark pitched well. Mike, I'm sorry to cut you off there, but no, he struck out 40% of the time. 41 if you want to route up. Okay, yeah. I mean, listen, we we well, Matt hi- Matt highlighted that he has strikeout too much, and I think we kind of talked about his strikeout percentages over the last few years, and it's actually been trending down. But this year, he's striking out a little bit more so far. Which is bad. I think I think it's still too early, but yeah, he he's got to work something out. Eric, are you taking notes? Are you going to fact check us? Yeah. Already? No, I was just getting my next point ready. He struck out oh. thirty. Do you see how good this guy is? Do you see how good Eric is? He's getting his points ready. Oh, there it is. You two guys are over there with these audio troubles. We have two, one mic. Oh, my God, dude. I can't fucking do this. Can't wait to get the feedback from my consigliaries on, like, what's going on with their audio. Dude, why? Your consigliaries? What is that? Your friends? Because Eric is is ready? Eric's ready all the time, every, every day. Hater. He's putting stuff up on Instagram. Who posted all that stuff on Instagram besides me and Eric? You guys still won't give me the Instagram password. I posted, I I I posted the walk-off. That was mine. I'll give you the password, Matt. Matt, we oh. posted that from two different angles. I know. We got the whole, got the whole stadium covered. Did you, did you <laughs> catch that? Did you laugh? Yeah, I saw the fist pump, too, from, from Matt on the side. <laughs> yeah, the guy. Yeah, yeah, the guy. Oh, that wasn't um, you? No, I think it was me. I think it was two. It was yeah, in the yeah. blue. He had two different ones. He should have gotten the thing with the – oh, Maddie missed that. Some Instagram influencer girl that was up there. Oh, my gosh, dude. That was brutal. No, Eric, that was some uh, random old guy. Really? Yeah. It looks like Matt, though. There was a turn the volume up. You could hear me singing New York, New York in the, the start of my <laughs> video. <laughs> uh, like, I, like we said, 13 and 9. We have a list of injured players out too, for sure. You know, Bader, Sevy, Rodon. Rodon, what is going on? No, it's angry, angry back. Yeah, he's back. back. What do you say? His back's it's barking. It's grumpy. It's barking. It's barking. I don't know. They're, they're never. They're never straightforward. That's something he's gonna come on there and say next. Boone's gonna come on there. We just we had to give his back some treats today. It was a little it was grumpy. We had to let it outside. Take it for a walk. <laughs> yeah, it's a little. It's a little. It's not a little cryptic. It's very cryptic. But I mean, whatever. What are we supposed He'll to be going to do? I mean, it's not like he's on. We don't have a weekly with the guy where we can ask him. We will, though, at some point. Um, Stan will be out for the year. You see the boys the at the Rangers game? Love that. That yeah, was awesome. They when they lost. They, they supported them last year in the playoffs, too, though. They're pretty big. They're like they're Rangers guys. I think that would have been at the Knicks game, too, if the schedules worked out. But it just didn't. But So you're going to go to a game. Wasn't um, was Nestor at – wait, what game did Nestor go Nestor to? was at the Nets game. Oh, um, so Bader, I think, is in a rehab assignment right now at the Somerset Patriots. Um, And I think he's I don't know how close he is to returning, but um, I think it's closer than not. Someone told me today they said they saw something on Twitter about how like he might have another setback, but I didn't see that. I don't know if that's true or not, if anyone wants to check on that. But yeah, I think once they get those three guys back and then Stanton, who was out for six weeks, so he's probably not back until June at least. Um, hopefully we have things figured out by June. What are you guys doing over there? 
Giving signals. You guys whispering, I mean, we can hear you. Not really whispering. That's right. We're How about on. this tweet? How about this tweet today from John Heyman? Or yesterday? Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, who scored the winning run, did a great job to get the third base. He's excellent in his new do-everything role. Center fielder, third baseman, pinch runner. If need be, I'd bet he can be a very if he, he can be very good behind the plate too. Yeah. I mean, he was a catcher. He was a catcher. I can't stand I mean, listen, how much. They... Why are we putting him in center field? No, I disagree. I yeah, okay, I yeah. Him, him totally playing outfield out. is is not ideal. He did play really well the other day out in center field against the Angels, which was great. But like okay. at the end of the day, like no one's really hitting the ball. I think he had a hit today. Like who else? Does he pass the eye test, there? Mike? Be honest. I mean, yeah, he's fast. I don't know. He's, he's an athlete. Whatever. He's an, he's an athletic guy. So, like, I don't think he looks good in center field. Put him at third. Yeah. So, like, could he be oh, a third well. baseman? Like, I, I don't know. But, like, of all the guys coming off the bench, I mean, what's his face? Willie Calhoun stinks. I, I don't, like, I don't understand. <laughs> he's garbage. Yeah. Sudden, why, why did I see his day, name? He's batting fifth. I'm like, who's this guy? <laughs> he was on, I think he was on the, uh, <laughs> It's like Before if you it. stuck me in there, all of a sudden you five games in the year. It's like, oh, Matt's Willie bad Calhoun. Sweet. He played. I think he was on the. He was at spring training, but then they like, I don't, I don't know what happened to him, and then Willie. they picked him up after someone got hurt. But Willie, like Franchi, Cor- Franchi Cordero, like, yeah, he has four home runs and eleven RBIs, but like, strikes out a ton. I mean, they all strike out, but I, I like, ultimately, like, I don't know, like, could you put a kind of left in there who had a huge or a pretty big single against the angels when they were rallying. Like, I, I don't know, like what else are we supposed to do? I'd rather have an athletic guy who's reliable. Who's not always hurt. I, I don't know. I'd just rather have an outfielder play outfield. I don't know. Just, we'll I see what Cole Calhoun could do. It's kind of my thought. I'm sure we had a catcher that could hit. Yeah, we used to, but then he forgot. Oh, gosh, stinks with three Ks today. He's not good. I don't know why he plays. Chavino had a, uh, had a good, nice little double against the Angels, bases clearing double. I mean, like yeah, but he lost that stream last year. Yes, but I'd rather have him behind the plate. Like he knows what he's doing behind the plate. Like I believe he was the the platinum glove winner, I believe, or golden mm-hmm. glove winner. He I, was. I don't know. Yeah, platinum. He's platinum. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, I'd rather have him behind the plate because he knows what he's doing. But like, yeah, the outfield situation. Matt, to your point. Yes, I would love to have an outfielder, but we're trying to analyze this in the situation with what's like right in front of us. We like, what are we supposed like to do? That. We always, well, we got to overanalyze be, this and get we, analytics involved, and we should get uh, we should get Jimmy John from uh, the streets and put him out I there. Think, and, I don't think anyone's saying that, but like, I expect them to make a move at the deadline, or what they should really do is just let Oswaldo Cabrera play every day in the outfield. And when Bader gets back. All right, but Maddie Bader's not back right now. You keep saying that. He'll be he's back. Not back. He'll okay, be but back he's not soon. right now. So what are you going to do right now? I think when he is back, he's in center field, judges is in right, and Oswaldo's in left. Create at the deadline left. for what? That's your outfielder. everyday outfield. So you have another one. Would help if Stan- we're gonna we're gonna try we're gonna try the Cole Calhoun experiment too. I think pretty soon. Oh, yeah, they signed to a minor league. You deal. see that they signed into a minor league deal. Mm-hmm. I could see him getting called up in a few weeks. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know how much that's. But what I was us. what I was writing what I was writing before was this, the Blue Jays starting pitchers against the Yankees. The their final lines was twenty innings pitched, nineteen strikeouts, one earned run, nine hits, and three walks against the three. I mean, that's just not good. What enough. do you mean against the top of the order? 
no, that's that's the combined three pitching lines for the three starters this weekend. Oh, you said against. Oh, that was the Yankees against the three. I thought you meant them and the again. Well, that was the it was the it was the Blue Jays it was the Blue Jays three pitching lines combined. It was twenty innings pitched, nineteen strikeouts, one earned run, nine hits, three walks. Yeah, that's not going to cut it for the Yankees offensively. No, and I mean um, Manoa's always kind of us, and and Gosman's a great pitcher, but I mean Kikuchi came out and shut us out on Friday. Like, can't happen. I mean, listen, also... Our division gives us a lot of problems. Always does. It's a good division. As much as I dislike Vlad Guerrero, he's like a killer. He's so good. Drives me nuts, but he's he's really good, and he kills us every time we play him. And he loves it. He loves the the smoke, if you will, but... He he, hates the Yanks, too. Yeah, he said he wouldn't sign with us if he was dead, which, no shit, buddy. Like, you're dead. Can't sign. Idiot. That was a Griffey (laughs) mentality. Yeah. Well, whatever. I mean, he's good. So, like, I mean, whatever. They lost their first series. Um, again, thirteen and nine. We're not. We're not hitting the panic button. We got to get some guys back. I do believe that that'll change the complexion of the team tremendously. Like Bader at the top, or Volpe at top, or whatever. But like, I don't know what what the order's going to look like. I don't even think, to Matt's credit, I don't think Boone knows what the order's going to look like. <laughs> like, I don't know. Why I'm giving can't it be you, the same? I'm giving you credit. My, no, I know that. I know. And here's my point. Why can't it be the same? Here's my – why can't it be the same for one day? Just for one day. Why can't it be the same for like back-to-back? Give something a chance. Let it go two games in a row with the same lineup. Dude, it's, been, it's a different lineup every day. I stopped sending the text because it's different every day. And that is annoying. That is definitely thoroughly annoying. Something about it is different every day. Why can't it be the same for a series? Why can't we try it out for a series and see if it works? Got to change it. Like – I think the lineup right now, as it stands with Volpe at the top, makes the most sense. It's a baseball traditionalist lineup. You put a fast guy who gets on base, and you can move him over at the top. But then we put Glaber up there. Then it's TJ sometimes. Keep it the same. First, a series. And then if you want to make somebody and switch a 3-4 or switch a 5-6, fine. But it's never the same. Why can't we just keep it the same? Yeah, no, I agree. I know I give you a hard time. Mostly because I'm just being a jerk, but like, yeah, I agree. I don't know. Maybe, maybe when Bader comes back, there is more um, consistency at the top of the lineup. I, I don't know. I don't know. But we'll see what uh, what they can do. Um, but yeah, they go to Minnesota next. Um, obviously, you want to try to win that series. I think they split with Minnesota at home two two. Um, Minnesota's a good team, so we'll uh, we'll see what they can do. But the Yankees traditionally beat up on Minnesota, so. We'll, uh, we'll see if we can take two or three or if, you know, three or four, if it's a four game series, I'm not sure, but you know, we'll, uh, I think they can, I think, I don't think they're going to go on a, on a run, but you know, they could, they could rattle off five or six wins in a row and kind of get them back on track. Um, going back to the garden Rangers, Rangers are up two to one. Um, they lost Saturday to the devils in overtime. Um, they won game one and game two, uh, by a score of five to one for each game. Um, from what I've listened to and what I've heard, you know, it's just a lot of like the devils are good and they finished ahead of the, the Rangers um, in the regular season, but they're just young and don't have a ton of experience. And that was kind of like the Rangers last year who didn't, you know, have a ton of experience in, in playoff hockey. And uh, so they're kind of in that, you know, flipped roles, but the Rangers losing game three is not concerning in my opinion. You know, you got to win. You got to go up three to one here. If they go tie at two to two and you go back to Jersey, then, you know, you got to, maybe hover your hand over that panic button. But I think I have a few from what I've 
watched and, and paid attention to, like Igor played, or excuse me, their their power, the Rangers' power plays are, are pretty dang good. Um, a lot of their their goals came off of those power plays, um, and yeah, I, I think tomorrow's a big game for them. If he goes back to New Jersey two two, I think you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stand here and act like I could talk about all the players. They just got so many guys on the power play that could score, like Kreider and and uh, Kreider. What five goals in three games? Is that what he mm-hmm. has? He scored yesterday. He's looked he's looked great. Um I mean Kane, that was one of the, the best playoff goals I've ever seen, I think. When he had that breakaway the, last when he like stole the puck. That's what he's built for. One title. Yeah, I mean that was they just have so much talent on their team. If they could get it to gel like it has been, well like it was the first two games, then I don't think there's any reason that, that they can't give the Bruins a series, at least down the road. In my limited so, hockey knowledge I'm pretty sure Mika Zibanejad hasn't done anything in the playoffs this far, right? He hasn't, but he's he's drawn he's drawn like two or three penalties, and he's he's uh and he, he's I I think he's looked good. He just hasn't had the stats back it. I don't think it's any even if you lose game even if you lose game four. I mean, realistically, just the way they look right now, they should probably win the series. And as going back to my point, home ice doesn't mean shit for hockey, in my opinion. Even though it's MSG. Dude, you can lose home games. They lost. You you win the first two on the road. You go back. You lose a game. You think you should win an MSG. I don't think that matters. Statistically, yeah, they finished the regular season worse, but obviously a lot of stuff happens during the regular season. I think the Rangers just – their lines look better. They have more talent in general. They should probably win the series. Probably should have picked them to win the series because that's honestly looking at it and watching the first three games. Probably should have picked them to win the series because I think they will. Um, Even if they lose game four, I think they're going to win the series. Um, and I do think the best Eastern Conference final would actually be Boston and the Rangers. I think they're the two best teams. The Rangers with the experience coming back. Dude, they have so many lines that would match up so crazy against each other with all the talent that they have on their on each of their first two lines or their middle two and three lines. All the weapons on both sides. It would be some high-scoring games. But you also have two nasty goaltenders. So you also it could also not be that way. But I think that would be the best Eastern Conference finals. Put those yeah. two. I know, like, this is, like, probably a very obvious point, but, like, your, you know, your goalie, generally, like, if you have the better goalie, like, you should win. From this, again, this is not me trying to analyze hockey, but from the stuff that I've listened to about people saying, um, you got to have, if your goalie is, like, light years better, it gives you, like, a way better chance. And, like, Igor is definitely, I think, he won the, uh, the how's it called? The, the Vesna. Mm-hmm. Did I say that right? I think he won it last year. I know it's something with a V. I don't know, but it's actually you see how good we are. Cool award. <laughs> um, you know what jersey I saw a lot of in uh, the city? Rangers, Ranger jerseys. No, I know, but what's the guy's Zuccarello? Is that his name? He's a banjin. No, 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 no. It was an old one. It was old Italian. Zuccarelli. Oh, Oh my God. Zuccarello. This is that top tier analysis. Oh. I just, kept, I just, I just, I just kept yelling every time I saw it out the cab. I'd go Zook. Yeah, we're gonna have to scrub <laughs> the last forty seconds here. Um, but yeah, so like uh, game four is tomorrow. It's been a, it's been a crazy weekend and beginning of the week for Madison Square Garden. Um, but yeah, hopefully we can get. Uh, Let's get back to the ticket prices, huh? Oh wow! No, Mike no, doesn't no. want to talk about this. No, 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 no. no, no. Piece of shit. 
We'll talk about that one at a, at a no, later let's date. Let's talk about it right now, Mike. I don't have any of my information with me, uh, so I need to. Uh, you don't I have any. You don't need any information. I don't like, like. No, there's nothing really to talk about. We talked about this offline, Maddie, on the phone. So you can explain to Matt when this is over as to why he's wrong. Um, but no, let's see if the Rangers can win tomorrow and go up three to one and go I'm back. Not wrong. You don't even know what I was trying to say. I'll leave it alone. But I also wasn't saying it. The- very well so i get it but no surprise no surprise why leave it alone we'll talk about it on the next one no surprise i think we covered a lot of ground today even though we got off to a uh a rocky start yeah tomorrow i'm I'm looking at the matchup should be should be a good one it's it's our old friend sunny gray against johnny burrito sunny gray has posted a 0.82 era thus far 2-0 record one one eight whip. Why? So watch the kick. Why is he so well. good? Everyone leaves the Yanks and becomes good. Look at Araldis, dude. That's pissing me off so bad. Yeah, that one. Yeah, well, some people can't handle it. That's just really what it is. Seriously, it's what it is. Look at Joey Gallo. He's doing just fine, and he did just fine before he came here. Some people just can't handle it. I don't know. You know, he went. He went to prom with like Clayton Kershaw's sister or something. I remember I saw it somewhere. Interesting fact. Yeah, it was random. It's funny though. Um, well, Joey 52, Gallo. 52 Ryan minutes. Uh, good place to stop. We talked a lot of hockey today. How about that? I wouldn't really call that a lot. That was a very brief. More than the last time we were like, Rangers playoff series starts this Tuesday. Yeah, that's Are we just going to disregard the Islanders? Brother, I, don't know nothing. I don't know anything about the Islanders. The Islanders. Islander, Islanders not, not good today. Oh, dude, that was that's garbage. All, that's all we need. That's all we need to cover. Hot Hot I thought that that place was rocking. They were showing the crowd. I was like, That's you should just move to Long Island, Maddie. Eric, how close are you to there, to UBS? Uh, it's only like 30 minutes on the train. Oh, yeah. yeah where is it? Is it near side. Belmont? That's what Matt. Yes. It's, it's right next to, the, right it's next right to, next the, to the track for the Belmont, right? Yes. Yeah. New stadium. It looks, or new arena. It looks nice. You going to go to game six if they have one? Uh, probably not. Me? No, I hate, I hate the Islanders. Oh, you do? Oh, I thought yeah. I heard you talking about them or something. You said you were. I mean, I go to the games sometimes because my friend has seen tickets, but I don't. I don't support them. The Islanders. We are a Rangers podcast, Matt. I don't know. They got they got smoked today. That series yeah. probably over. Now. Um. All right. Next time we talk, hopefully the Knicks are in the uh, the second round. Uh, hopefully the Yankees have a little bit better of a record, and I think the Rangers series should be finished up by then too. Hopefully. Um. But we'll see. Hoping for the best for the Knicks in uh, game five. Right? Yeah, five. Wait, final baseball take here real quick. I swear. I promise. It's such a perfect No, What I hate more than the pitch clock, what I've realized that and the pitch clock doesn't even bother me as much anymore, that rule for pitchers that you can only throw over to yeah, second. Yeah, that's a dumb you rule. You can only throw over to first twice, and then you can't throw over again or it's an automatic second base. That's leading to more stolen bases. Because if you look at it, the guys are taking second. Why they did it. That's why uh, they did it. That's why they did it. They want more action. That's stupid. Why no? So you're giving them a complete advantage. To that's just a take silly second. rule. That's ridiculous. It is. Why does dumb. it matter how many times he throws over? It doesn't. I think it's dumb. They're trying to do it in the name of speeding up the game. Um, but we could dive into more baseball uh, next Sunday at eight forty-five. Hopefully, we can get there. Yeah, now take me to jail. Go next. <laughs>